Welcome to the Amazing Clarks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30 years. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. So, one of the things we're going to talk about in today's show is inheriting your parents sins so a lot of you guys probably have a question mark over your head right now like what the hell does that mean (laughs) but don't worry we got you we're gonna break it down to you but before we get to that let's do some catching up with the clocks okay okay last weekend was our daughter nicole's engagement dinner it was so fun (laughs) i'm so excited about this wedding you know um when we got married we didn't have a lot of money Mm -hmm. so we got married on the beach and we didn't Do barefoot on the beach, right? We did it all, we did it all naturally. All naturally, all naturally, right? Organically. And so we didn't do all of this stuff that she's doing, like all the dinners and the showers and the parties mm. and the picking out of all this stuff. So I'm having so much fun being part of it with her. And I have invited myself yes, to, be, have. <laughs> to be part yes, of it. Yes, you everything. have. But the good thing is she's good with it. You know, when I invited myself, she was like, you can come to everything, mommy. I even got an invitation to her bachelorette party. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Wait a minute. You got an invitation? To yes. That? Did you? get an invitation to the bachelor party. <laughs> you can go as my plus one. Mm. I don't. I don't want to sleep in a room alone, and they're going to party all night long, and I'm not drinking like that. So you can be my plus one, babe. I got you. I got you. You can go. Hmm. Interesting. The wedding dinner was actually really, really interesting, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And it was why there were so many like the parents are divorced Mm -hmm. and they're with other people. So like your ex was there, his family, Mm -hmm. her boy, her her fiance's. Father and mother were there, and they divorced with yes. them. They were there with, you know, one of them. She was, was there the with her man, and he was there with a friend. Right, and so then you know, it just was kind of weird. Like, I hope this all works out because this can go well, bad. You know, I'm I'm really happy we have taught our daughter about energy mm-hmm. because she knew how to do the seating arrangements based on energy. Yeah, she did it perfectly. And she did amazing. She yeah. paired up the right energy with the right energy so that everyone had a good time, and she kept people away from each other that weren't a match energetically. Right. And at one point, I thought she said that she created a father's table and a mother's table. Oh, yeah. And nothing against anybody, but I'm not always the most sociable person. So when I heard that, my mm-hmm. hands immediately started getting sweaty. <laughs> you got and nervous? I was like, damn it. Uh, okay, just breathe, breathe, get my surplus up of tolerance. Yes. And um, then when I found out that it, you know, it wasn't that, it yeah. was like, oh. So you thought you were going to sit at the table yeah. with all the guys. Yeah. So you thought you were going to sit next to my ex-husband, yes. her father-in-law, yes. her, her soon-to-be father-in-law you never met, and her mom's boyfriend. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm glad it. I'm glad it didn't work out like that. It yeah. was really nice, though. Yeah, it ended up being really nice, and everybody was really nice, and everybody got along great. Which yeah, I was you know, and she was very happy mm-hmm. with that, and so it was beautiful. It was great. Yeah, it, everything was going good this week until I got some bad news that mm. a really, really close childhood friend passed mm. away. Yeah, um, unexpectedly, and that has kind of had me kind of up and down emotionally. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I noticed yeah. you've been a little quiet. Yeah, a lot of reminiscing. And he was like a pivotal part mm-hmm. of my childhood and growing up and, and surviving. Yeah. You know, someone that you could depend on when you're, you know, when things got a little hot. Or, yeah. You know. um, so I'm going to miss him. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was a sweet, sweet guy. Yeah. And I'm glad you got to meet him before he passed. I loved him. Yeah. Larry was amazing. Just treated mm. me like a sister from day one. Um, and, you know, we followed each other on social media and we had a lot of great interactions. And I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to get to know him and his big old heart. He just yeah. had such a big old heart. I loved him. We'll miss I you, still brother. love him. We'll yeah. miss him. We'll miss you. Love you. And um, rest in peace, brother. Well, that is um, our reminder. Mm-hmm. That's our reminder to live our lives. Yeah, it you is. Know? When, when people transition, it's our reminder to live our lives, and especially when they're close to our age. Which now it's time to segue into our main topic. Yes, indeedy. Yes, yes, yes. Which is inheriting your parents' sins. This is a big concept, you know, in, inheriting your parents' sins. When we're coaching, we always tell our clients there's a bigger motivation to make love work than just you mm-hmm. and your partner. Because the things that you're cleaning up in your energy and you're cleaning up in your mind and your brain files, mm-hmm. most of it is things that have been handed down to you. Yes. And so because it's been handed down to you, what will happen naturally is you will hand it down to your children. Like an inheritance. Like an inheritance. So you want to do your personal work and you want to do your spiritual work so you can clean that stuff out of your vibration, out of your energy, so you don't pass it down. Mm-hmm. We tend to just do the same things that we've learned in parenting, right? Right. Spanking your kids, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. I grew up not just getting spanked, and I'm sure a lot of people from my generation had the same experience. We didn't just get spanked. We got slapped. We got beat with a belt. Like, you lay down while I hit you with a belt. And we were told, it's because I love you. Mm. And I'm doing this because I love you and it's discipline. And that's why I'm doing it. I'm just going to say sidebar, a lot of traumatized people from that perspective. But well, that's a whole nother show. Love hurts. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It shouldn't. So when I had my children... It was just natural for me to spank them. I mm-hmm. recognized I didn't want to beat on them. Like, I, that was not good for me. But I thought spanking them was disciplining them. What is that? Spare the rod, spoil the child? Yes. What idiot came up with that? I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, you, I want to find him and just whip his ass. Whoever came up with that? It's like, <laughs> you, you would be, I'm doing this because I love you. He'd be, uh, you're inheriting his sins if you do that. Then you're going to be turning around doing what he did. Don't do it, babe. Don't do it. So when I had my children, I naturally did that with my first two. But then when you and I got together, we talked about it. We had a a really long discussion about raising our children and how we wanted to discipline them. And we chose not to spank. Because we were conscious creators. Yes. By then we had really matured into our spiritual world. Mm -hmm. And we realized that the whole point is to teach your kids to be in alignment, yes. to follow the spirit, the internal guidance system, mm-hmm. and causing pain and hurting—that's out of alignment. Yes, how are you going to teach them to be in alignment by doing things that get them out of alignment? Right. You know, so uh, that was a big part of it, and also we didn't want to traumatize her, and we knew that even with us growing up with parents, they spanked us. Yeah. Actually, I didn't get spanked. I got my ass whipped. Yeah. I'm going to be perfectly yeah. honest. I, that's what I was trying to say, but I wasn't saying I'll it I'll say way. it for you. Thank you. Let's take a look at the bad guy. Okay, good. Even though they did that, it didn't solve anything. Right. We still did the stuff we weren't supposed to be doing. We just got better at hiding it and sneaking. Mm-hmm. So they taught us how to be better at being bad. Sneaky. Yeah. If yeah. you can't be good, be good at it. And yeah. we just got good at it. Yeah. 
So it didn't make sense to do that to her. Exactly. So that's an example of inheriting your parents' sins. Mm -hmm. So for me, what I noticed that I inherited from my mom, well, there are a couple things. And with my mom, she didn't have parents that were loving. Like they were loving as they could be for their generation, but they Mm -hmm. weren't super affectionate. And so she grew up not feeling loved. And then when she had kids, she tried to be affectionate, but she still missed the mark Mm -hmm. because we grew up not feeling loved because she was struggling. Right. When I had my kids, I was like, I got to make a point to make sure that they feel loved because I didn't want to inherit that. I didn't want to pass that down. So I was consciously aware of it and I was able to change it. But most of the things that we inherit from our parents, we're not even aware of. We don't know that we're inheriting them. Right. And you know, we have like clients that they'll come to us in their own relationships, married, Mm-hmm. And let's say one of the partners would be extremely controlling mm-hmm. and never satisfied right. and always bitching and complaining. Right. And then when they come to us for coaching and we start picking into their past, we always go to the parents. What were your parents like? Mm-hmm. And it turns out the parents, the mother usually was over controlling, always nagging. Critical. Very critical. And when a kid grows up around that environment, Mm-hmm. What they tend to do is make to make what we call a damn it declaration. Your parents do that thing to you that you hate, and one day you go, damn it, when I grow up, I'm never going to be like that. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of big energy. Right. And when that happens, whatever crap your parents got is now handed down to you energetically. You just absorbed it. You're going to play that out. So that's inheriting your parents' sins. Mm-hmm. And your parents, odds are, they got that from their parents. Yes. Let's say the grandparents were in a situation where they didn't have the understanding, the know-how, the resources, or even care mm-hmm. to resolve it. Right. So then when their child is raised around it, they're going to absorb it. And then th- the next generation is going to be raised around that individual. And right. if that individual doesn't resolve it, they hand it off to the next generation and on and on and on. It's a cycle. Mm-hmm. So when they come to us for coaching, we explain to them that, you know what? Yes, this is a, you, about you and your husband and you're fighting. But really, this is much deeper than just you and your husband. Mm -hmm. This is about your future generations. You just inherited your parents' sins. And you're in the best situation out of all the generations. The best situation to resolve this thing. And once you resolve it, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren will have much, much better lives because of the work that you're doing now. They may not know about it. Mm -hmm. They don't have to know. It's not about that. The point is, you know. So instead instead of looking at it like a curse... Look at mm-hmm. it like a blessing. Yes. You are blessed to finally have an opportunity to get rid of this curse, to get rid of this thing that has been plaguing your family for generations and generations. Right. And so when you look at it as a blessing, as an opportunity, mm-hmm. it changes the energy. Right. And it makes you excited. It makes you feel on it to be mm-hmm. in that situation to change it. Yep. Some of the most common ones that I see is we see a lot of single women that grew up with moms that don't like men. Mm-hmm. That were hurt oh, by men. Yeah, so many. I call them the the man haters. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of these women cannot attract husbands and relationships because subconsciously, why would they want that? Mm-hmm. Why would they want it if they grew up hearing men are dogs and men suck and they take advantage of you and they're not going to be there for you? Right. So they've downloaded that, and that program is running in the background in their mind. Mm-hmm. 
and they're sa- and they sabotage they yeah. they sabotage themselves for relationships because they downloaded what their mother's perspective is on relationship mm-hmm. and then with men a lot of times it's that the father wasn't present mm-hmm. you know he was just went to work yeah came home didn't spend time with the family didn't spend time with the kids mm-hmm. and as a and growing up with a father like that it actually hurt them Mm-hmm. And they didn't like it. Yeah. And they made a damn it declaration. Damn it, when I grow up, I'm never going to be like my dad. Mm-hmm. Boink, there you go. Now it's yours. You just got handed down your father's crap. And then they have kids mm-hmm. and they do the same thing to the kids. Yeah. And then we coach the kids sometimes. And the kids <laughs> are like, my dad never spends time with me and it hurts my feelings. Like, wow. Yeah. We can just see it so clearly. And it can be simple stuff. It could even be cultural. Like Mm -hmm. I see it a lot in coaching certain cultures, you know, really believe strongly in education, really believe that, you know, you have to study all the time and you have to, you have this higher education. So when they were kids, their parents didn't let them play. Mm -hmm. They didn't let them explore. Didn't let them have any choices. And you would think that they'd grow up and be like, well, I'm going to let my kids have choices. (laughs) I'm going to let my kids play. Mm Because they hated it, and they said they weren't going to do it. Right. But then when it comes time for them to parent, they do exactly what their parents did to them. Yeah, it's like you get your, your thermostat gets set there, Yes. And you don't realize that it's being set, even though you don't like it. In your subconscious mind, you're creating a file that says, you know what, this is how you're supposed to parent. Mm-hmm. Whether it's right or wrong, regardless of how it makes you feel, this is the right way. Yeah. And then you just subconsciously just reenact it. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Okay, I know where you're going to go because no, I was actually No, I don't think you. you do. I don't think you do. Okay, go ahead. Ask me. Let's see if you know. Uh, this is not good now because uh, <laughs> it's too tricky now. It's like, no, it's not tricky. I'm going to be honest. I was going to ask you how I, I thought you were going to say, what do all kids inherit from us? Oh, so, you're a mind uh, reader. Uh, 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 okay, you cannot spike the ball, sir. I didn't spike the ball. That was a spiritual dance. <laughs> I, I, I knew so I, I was going to ask the question first. What do you think? You answer first. You specifically. I'll say mine. I know mine. Okay. What did they inherit from, from you, babe? Me. Yes. Ooh. Tony inherited my resting bitch face. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I do have Just that little, blank stare. Yeah. <laughs> no emotion. Emotionless. Well, I wouldn't say RBF. It's more like RDF, but I won't go into too much <laughs> yeah, detail. Yeah, don't go into detail no. on that one, please. And so she kind of got that because growing up in Brooklyn, Mm-hmm. You're just mad, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that and that mad, that anger's on your face, yeah. and that anger's also to let people know, yo, don't, 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 don't test try me, me. don't, don't try, try me, me. Mm-hmm. and you, you wear it so much that it becomes permanent. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm happy, a lot right. of times I still have this look on my face like I'm really mad, mm-hmm. and I've gotten better over the years, mm-hmm. but it's still there. Tony, my daughter, our daughter. She definitely has that. And she realizes she has it. So I think she's got that from me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I can think of two of my sins that all three of my children got. I can have a short fuse. Hmm. If you push me the wrong way, Hmm. I will lose my shit. Hmm. And so I I call it a flash. Like Hmm. you just push me a certain way and it's like, Hmm. it's going to be fire. Hmm. And they all three have that. No and they com- get that from me. No comment. I'm just listening. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. No, that's beautiful. That's It's a, true. Yeah, it's true. It's, I know it is. And then the other thing, and Nicole and I were laughing about this the other night, is I come from a family that, I hope they're not offended by this, but I'm just keeping it real. 
that can be a little inappropriate. Mm. There are varying degrees <laughs> of inappropriateness, um, um. saying inappropriate things. <laughs> Why are you laughing, babe? Because oh, I love your family. <laughs> saying inappropriate things, doing inappropriate things, like the filters just are not the same as <laughs> most people. And, you know, growing up, I used to get really embarrassed by that. Uh-huh. I was really embarrassed by the inappropriateness. Can you give me an example? Of what I found to be inappropriate? Yeah. I'll start with my mom. Mm-hmm. So when I was little, um, this this wonderful couple in my neighborhood would take us to church. Mm-hmm. And they would come and pick up me and my little sister, Danielle, and take us to church. And they were wonderful. And... They would always say, invite your mom, invite your mom. And I never wanted to invite my mom because she was so inappropriate. So one year on Easter, they were like, invite your mom. And so I invited my mom and my mom showed up in a skin tight dress with so much cleavage that all the parishioners in the church, all the men were staring and the wives were mortified and the lady that took us to church gave her a handkerchief and asked her to pin it across her cleavage. Wow. And then can I tell you, in my 20s, I was cleavage girl. Yes, you are. <laughs> and it was a beautiful thing. And it was inappropriate sometimes. You didn't wear it to church. I didn't wear it to church, but no. it was. there were times. I look back on pictures and I was like, girl, Put the girls away. What were you doing? No, I'm sorry. You got it. You flaunt it while you got it because that's what it's there for. Just my opinion. And you did it but well. But you do agree that there's some inappropriateness. You know what? If you were at, at our age now, mm-hmm. different. But at that age. Or okay, early Anthony 20- just said my boobs are old. <laughs> no, I did not. Anthony did not say that. That's how I interpret it. At your age no. now, Melanie, don't do it. No. But in your 20s, you can do it. Yeah. Men, do not do this at home. Do not try this at home. Trust me. I'm just uh, messing with you. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Actually, you've shared that with me. Yeah. You've told me stuff in the past where you've been like, babe, uh, you going to wear that? You know, you're not 26 anymore. <laughs> you've said that to me. Not saying that I, I wouldn't say something to you, but, you know, for the most part, you're, you're on point. Yes. So anyways, is that kind of stuff. Saying inappropriate things, doing in, cursing in situations where you can't curse. But then when I grew up, I started realizing I'm doing that too. Sometimes I curse at inappropriate times. Sometimes I say things that are a little inappropriate. But I've gotten way better than I used uh, to be. I'm sorry. You're, not, you're nothing like that with the rest of the... You what know, did you tell me the first year we were dating? Was then? Yes. But since then, it's like, you remember like the show, The Monsters? And then they had the, the, the blonde it. chick that they thought was like the weirdo, <laughs> but she was actually the normal cute one. Right. It's like that situation. And you're that. Well, here's how I described it with Nicole the other day. I said, we come from a family of people who can be inappropriate. I'm aware of my inappropriateness, and I manage it. I control it. Yes, you do. It's there. It's definitely there. Mm-hmm. But I have a good handle on it because I have done work on myself, and I recognize that some of the things that I thought and did came from my mother. Mm-hmm. So I could kind of like step back and look at it. Do I have it perfected? No. It's life work. I'm mm-hmm. always going to work on it. Of course, with everybody. But I've also been able to take some of the inappropriateness Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and turn it into vulnerability, which gives other people permission to be vulnerable. So it's not all. Right. It's not all I bad. I was going to say that that inheriting it's your parents' sins. There's some good things that yes, you can inherit as well. Yeah, it's not all bad. Yeah, exactly. So when I say uh, my kids inherited that, sometimes they could be inappropriate, but I feel like they took it the same way that I've used it, where they use it to engage people, they use it to make people feel comfortable or at ease. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the drinking. You know, my mom was a drinker. Sometimes the drinking could be inappropriate. I had to get a handle on that. When I was younger, I did not have a handle mm-hmm. on it. It was like, <laughs> I couldn't hold my liquor. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, Melanie is dancing on the table over there. Go get her someone. <laughs> right? Uh, it's like, oh, that's... Uh, everyone calls my mom Big Sharon. It's like, oh, there's that Big Sharon gene. <laughs> the Big Sharon gene's coming out in her. <laughs> and we uh, all have the Big Sharon gene. Yeah, actually, you we were just actually talking all do. with your family this weekend, mm-hmm. this past week about that. Yes, yeah. exactly. But everybody embraces it, you know? But here's the other thing. I not only inherited her sins, I also inherited her gifts. Mm. And, that, and I think that's the key in looking at this. You don't want it to be negative. You don't want it to be bad. You want to look at it and say, what did my parents have that I didn't like and that I don't want to be? But also, what do they have and what do they, what gifts do they have that I'm inheriting? It's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. And when you could be at peace with it and not have resistance, right? Right. Then you could shift it. Right. Then you could shift it. Right. But what we tend to do is just focus on those things that we didn't like and that hurt us. Mm-hmm. And then now we're doing it because we have all this emotion about it. So we're going to attract it. So the key is to go neutral. Right. And to just accept it and say, I have power over my own beingness and who I choose to be, and to be aware of those things and work on them. Like I said, inappropriateness, it's still there, but it's turned way down from what it used to be. You know, in another way, I think that something that Tony might have inherited from me as well hmm. is being controlled. If she feels like she's being controlled in any mm-hmm. way possible, yeah. she rebels hard. Yeah. And I realize I'm like that too. I like the flow. Yeah. And I have my way of doing things. And then a lot of that, you know, what could be Capricorn thing too? Mm, I don't know. You know, because my mother has that. Yeah. I have that. Well, that's true. You, and your mom, and your daughter are Capricorn. Capricorn. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a Capricorn trait. Yeah. Could be. Could be. But either way, y'all are passing it down. You all have it. You don't like to be pushed either. Mm-mm. Remember when she I was a, a killer, baby? But don't push me. Right? right? Even when she was a baby, if you would nudge her, yep. she would be like, stop it. You know, she's ready to shank you. <laughs> she's right. like, Yo, you're a baby. You're a toddler. Yes. I want to shank somebody. So just playing with you, pushing you. Yeah. So yeah, I completely get that. But that's inheriting your parents' sins. And everybody's inheriting at least something from your parents. Yes. The key to getting rid of the things, to resolving it, mm-hmm. is to embrace it. Yes. Is to stop judging it. Mm-hmm. Because once you inherit, inherit that thing, mm-hmm. And usually it's going to be a negative polarity because you were were angry that your parents had it. And then you made that damning declaration and Mm -hmm. then it became yours. Mm -hmm. So now you find yourself acting it out with your children or with your spouse or friends. And people catch it all the time. Like, damn it, I'm being just like my mother. Damn it, I'm being just like my father. Mm -hmm. You're going to have it. Yeah. You can't get rid of it, but you can change the polarity on it. What I mean by that is that when your parents are doing it and you don't like it, you create a story that you hate it, it's a bad thing, and it becomes negative energy. You create a negative polarity about it, but then you download it. Mm -hmm. Once you start to look at it from a positive perspective, 
then you could turn it into a positive polarity and it's okay then yeah. to have it. Yeah. So for example, the parent that's over controlling, mm-hmm. that could be negative mm-hmm. and you can hate it. Mm-hmm. But now you're doing it. Right. So the key is to change that and to go, okay, my mother was like that because she was in an environment where she felt insecure growing up. Mm-hmm. Or her parent was uh, overbearing. Or her parents were. Mm-hmm. And so when she's doing that, that's her way of, of trying to protect us. Even though it's not the healthy way, the best way, that's her way mm-hmm. of saying, I care. That's why I'm, try- I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I care too much. Yeah. Forget the act. What's the intent behind it? What does it mean? Right. The intent what is, meaning you give it? Right. It's actually love. Mm-hmm. It's just not being expressed in a healthy way. Yeah. So when you see that, you can go, oh, she's doing that because she loves me. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now you're changing that to a positive polarity. Right. You're not so offended by it. It doesn't give you create such a charge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take you out of alignment like that. Right. Because you realize the intention isn't to control mm-hmm. you. It isn't to demean you. It mm-hmm. isn't to put you down it's to love you and protect you Mm -hmm. so then when you change that polarity now when you do it to your children then you can go wait a minute i'm doing this because i love and care about you too okay clarity but now let me express it differently well it becomes conscious behavior instead of unconscious behavior right and the unconscious behavior is generally what's hurtful because you don't realize you're doing it right and then then once again if you connect that to I'm doing this. This is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. This is about future generations. Yep. How I want them to be better. It'll be easier for you to do. And I compare that to like, imagine if you're in a burning building mm. and you're running out that building. If that's the case, you're going to be like, oh, little fire here. I'll check out burn here. You're going to be really cautious mm-hmm. about how you maneuver out that building. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel the pain mm-hmm. as you do it. Right. But then let's say you're in that building and then you see a little kid, a little baby. Going, help me, mama, dada, whatever. Right. Could you say toddler again, please? Toddler. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Toddler. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I, I just love to hear it. Go. Right, keep going. Go. Okay. <laughs> if you see that toddler, what you're going to do is you're going to stop thinking about yourself. And you're going to turn into a superhuman. Mm-hmm, true. And you will run and grab that little toddler. Mm-hmm. And you will pick him up. And you will bust down doors, you will run through True. fire, you will be a superhero, you will bust through the windows, and you will take that kid to safety. Yeah. You won't even notice that you have third degree burns, or that you're missing a limb, mm-hmm. or whatever the story is. Yeah. Because this was about something bigger than you. And when it comes to doing something for others, right? as humans, we become better. That's true. We're definitely here to serve each so other. Your, so your personal work and your personal growth... And looking at yourself and recognizing when you've inherited your parents' sins, your motivation should be that you are changing the game for future. That's right. Generations. Whether, You're helping people. Whether they realize it or not. Because hurt people tend to hurt people, and yeah. then they keep passing it down. So we're cleaning it up for future generations. Yes. What you're talking about, Anthony, is reframing, reframing whatever it was they were doing, the sin that's inherited, Right. So with my mom and her inappropriateness in the way that she dressed, and she did it all the time. Like, I remember she came to my 30th birthday party with pants, jeans that had cutouts on the side, and it was like super sexy, and I was just like, why? Which is even more complicated, because your mother was really attractive. Yes, she was very beautiful. So my point was going to be to look at why your parents have that behavior. Like, this is how you clean it up. You go look at it as an adult, 
and you figure out why they were doing what they were doing, or you come up with, if you don't know why, you're going to make it up, but make up a positive perspective. And what I do know about my mom is that she grew up in an era where women didn't have a lot of power. Women didn't work. She had five children, five, five or six, five, because birth control was not around when Mm -hmm. she, you know, first started having children. So there was no birth control and she was beautiful. So the only power she felt like she had was in her looks and in her beauty and her body. Mm -hmm. So she learned to dress herself in a way that got attention. She needed men to take care of her. She didn't work. She didn't have money. So she needed men's attention because, you know, she'd get a boyfriend and he'd pay the rent. And Most women. Yeah. And she was just from that generation. So I was being embarrassed by her desire to survive. Right. She was using her looks and how she dressed and her body to survive because she didn't have skills. If it can't be good, be good at it. Yes. And so when I realized that I had compassion for her and I saw her in a different way, and I think that's the key. You want to look at your parents in a way that you could see how they struggled with their own sin Mm -hmm. and how they didn't feel empowered. And then if I look at my grandmother, my grandmother was a maid in a hotel, but she was very passive and my grandfather ran everything. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, my mom looked at her and was like, I don't want to be weak. I don't want a man to run me or be in charge of me. But that's exactly what ended up happening in her life. And, And she actually made it happen with the way that she dressed and how she pursued men or how she attracted men. She inherited her mother's sin. Yes. And her mother's sin was she was not powerful. And my mother did not like that. She didn't like that. My grandmother wasn't powerful. She looked at her with judgment. That's the other thing. You got to yeah, look at how you're judging your judgment. parents. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's why you download it because it's almost because like Because of karma. the judgment, yeah. Like life goes, oh, you think that you're so smart? You think that you can figure it out? Here, it's yours now. Let's see how well you do. Yes. So, yeah, people, be careful um, judging your parents. Because when all said and done for most parents, they're doing the best that they could with what they yeah. have to work with. Yeah. Yeah. And and we all are, right? Yeah, Isn't that the are. point? We all are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So be gentle with yourself, be gentle with others, and be gentle with your parents and mm-hmm. the things that you inherited from them because they did the best that they could with what they had. And you know what? Even in a situation, like we said, with our daughter, mm-hmm. with Tony, that we didn't spank her and yeah. didn't beat her and all that stuff. That could be mistake. After doing that, you're thinking, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. A child could literally walk away going, because you didn't do that, I felt like you didn't love me or you didn't really or care. I'm not disciplined. I'm not disciplined. Mm-hmm. And they'll judge that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you'll always find something to judge and some True. things are justifiable to be mm-hmm. aware of, but yeah. you will always find something. So right. as a parent, no matter what you do, your child is always going to walk away with, from my perspective, with some trauma, with something that they're going to inherit that they don't like well, or create it. Here's a big reminder. Parents don't know shit. We act like just because you're a parent, you're supposed to know everything. And you don't. Your own internal struggle does not stop because you have children. Right. It just doesn't. And so we got to remember that these are people still having internal struggle, plus trying to raise children at the same time. Right. And after having children, it kind of made me more empathetic, Mm -hmm. considerate with my my mother. Mm -hmm. What she had to deal with. Right. Because it's like, Admit, I was quick to judge her on a lot of things. Right. And as a parent, that hurts, man. Your kids judge you like that. <laughs> that shit hurts. Yep. Not Because you think you did your best yeah. and they're like, it wasn't good enough. And it's like, oh, 
I, how dare you? I gave you everything I had. Yeah. And it's like, you know, much a sacrifice for you. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I said, it, it just karma. You know what goes along with that? Because, you know, we've coached a lot of parents of our clients. So parents of adults, right? Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many times, like, as we get older, we just want to be around our kids because we don't know how much time we have left and all that kind of stuff. And then the kids are mad at them from their childhood. So they're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to spend yeah. time with you. But it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. because the parents are actually right. Their time is limited. And if they transition and you didn't clean up your relationship with them, you'll regret it. And then it becomes you keep passing it down. That is the law of attraction. In, in action, action. yes, it is. That was a really good topic. Yeah, yeah. So it has so many. I mean, there's so many, so many ways that we deal with that. You know what? So for you listeners, let's give them a homework assignment. Okay, go ahead. Right. So I'd like you guys to be aware and really look at yourself honestly, and look at what things did you inherit from your parents? What sins of theirs did you inherit? What good things of Do theirs both, did you yeah. inherit? What sins and what gifts. And I would also add, like, we're using the term sins because yeah, we've heard, you know, because it's just kind of how people say it. But we're not judging it and we're not looking at it like, oh, you're sinning and you're <laughs> bad and your parents are sinners. And right. We're not. We're just looking at maybe things that they were passing down that they didn't realize that they were passing down that impacted you negatively or traumatized you. And things right. that, that were passed down to them that traumatized them. So I just right. want to clear that up. I don't want people to be like, they're saying that my parents are a sinner. And they're judging <laughs> us. That is not the case at all. No. What is the homework again? It's, it's to look at your life and to really be honest about what things positive did you inherit, what things negative mm-hmm. did you inherit. And the things that are positive, if your parents are still around, thank them for that. Yes. And the things that are negative... Change your perspective on it. Clean it up so that you don't hand it down to your children. Mm-hmm. Or maybe ask your children what things that they think that they've inherited from you, positive Ooh. and negative. Those so great, it could be good conversations. conversations. Yeah. But it's definitely something that will be beneficial if you can oh, have that dialogue mm-hmm. with yourself as well as with your children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I love that thanking your parents because sometimes we just forget that parents go through it too. Parents are doing the best that they can. That's right. And we, they don't have all the answers. And I don't know why our society acts like, you're the parent, you have all the answers. No, you don't. That's right. We're still learning. We're still growing. Yeah. You know, yes. I didn't talk about it on this episode, mm-hmm. but there's actually something really, really, really big mm-hmm. of one of the things I inherited that I've been dealing with over this past week. Mm-hmm. And it's really heavy. So in the next episode... I'm going to talk about it so we don't have enough time to do it now. And it's, Are you like sure? I said, it's big. Yeah. Okay. But it's uh, something that I actually could use some coaching on. Okay. Oh, I get to coach you live? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. I'm open to that. Okay. And actually, this has been bothering me more than just a, a week, if I'm honest. It's been bothering me for years. Mm. For years. Okay. But like I said, I will talk about it in the next episode. On that note... Yes. That's the end of this episode, baby. Yeah, this was, this was good. I just want to thank everyone for spreading the love. And when I tell you, you know, I define spreading the love as when you learn something that empowers you or helps you, then you turn around and you share it with other people mm-hmm. or you bring them to your source where you got the information. Right. 
And I've been getting such great feedback that people are out there sharing our ideas and our concepts with each other. And so they're spreading the love and people are coming to listen because they're learning and growing. How amazing is that? I love it. So I just, you know, I want to end the show once again with thanking everybody for following us, for engaging with us. Keep following us, share us, keep spreading the love. Thank you, thank you. And being a great part of the love revolution. Like, it's happening, they're doing it. And it's amazing, and I'm so happy. We've had a couple of people I've seen, you know, on our social media, sharing about our podcast, what they got out of it. People were really liking your story, Anthony, and how vulnerable you are, so I appreciate you for doing that. So... You're being a great part of the love revolution, too. And so are you. Thank you so much. So on that note, you guys, we love you. Yes, we do. Thank you so much. And continue to spread the love. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. There you go. We gave it to you. Now what you going to do with it?